podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late round quarterback. And as always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I had a minor situation uh, with uh, shopping for Halloween costumes uh, tonight just before the show. And I just wanted to quickly, if I could just share that with yeah, yeah. What, 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 what with you and the, and the people, the good people of Living the Stream. Uh, so you know we have this uh, this big Halloween party at my house every uh, um, just before Halloween this this year it's, it's on the Saturday 29th so I'm I'm getting ready I'm I'm putting things up here and there around the house and I realized I don't have my costume which is going to be uh, a skeleton costume along with uh, you know my son Xavier my daughter Eleanor and my wife Melissa so <clears throat> I run to the Halloween store just down the road and and I'm looking at the guys. Uh, skeleton outfits, right? Sure. They they have they have a, a couple options, but all of them are either extra large or XXL. Okay, wow. so you know, obviously, it's been picked over. I'm I'm too late. Um, I tried, and you're like, I need it. You're like, I need a small. Uh, right. I mean, I need. I mean, I would say I I like my t-shirt small, but I would go even for a large. Honestly, I would have worn a large. Right, right. I tried the XL on, and it looks like basically I look like a child wearing his father's. <laughs> Sure. So, so you're 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 Sam Bradford wearing uh, what what Sam Bradford would wear if he were picking out the skeleton? Ex- exactly. That's perfect. That's exactly it. I went. I it looked like I was going full Bradford, which everyone knows you never go full <laughs> Bradford, right? So I mean, just just ridiculous, as ridiculous as he looks, and so I just couldn't, right? So I go and I, I get my wife's skeleton outfit, which um, is um, is like a it's like a tank top sort of thing. Um, that you know, I guess is like sexy skeleton. Okay, basically sexy skeleton. Okay. Good. And then I just made a call. I just made a gut call. I didn't want to wear that shirt. I gotta have. I gotta have an outfit. I gotta have a costume. I can't go without a skeleton costume. So I had no choice. I got one for myself. I got the women's sexy skeleton. <laughs> Wait, you're wearing the sexy skeleton? I'm wearing the sexy skeleton, yeah. This, and, wait, wait. and it comes with leggings. It comes with leggings. No, no. So, no. Yeah, no. yeah. This is, this is real? Um, I'm doing it. And you know what? It won't be the first time that I've sort of, uh, uh, you know, bended gender a little bit uh, for Halloween. Two years ago, th- or three years ago, I went as a witch, and I wore stockings uh, and a skirt. So, um wait. It won't be the first time, but my wife and I are going to be wearing the same thing, and I'm going to be bursting out of this thing. But 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 is it like is it like a spaghetti strap or something? No, it's like wide straps. Uh, but it's like it like dips down to show cleavage. So my cleavage will be showing. <laughs> you realize you're putting this on the podcast now, so you one million percent have to tweet out a picture. Of oh this no, thing. absolutely. In in fact, I, well, I would say I should say I don't know if my cleavage will be showing because it's supposed to be like 55 degrees that that day and that night. So I'm going to be wearing something underneath. <laughs> but oh my God. but it should be suitable for work. Let's 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 say let's say that. 
That's that's ridiculous. Man. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm sexy sexy skeleton. I, I guess that'll be a parody account in like 15 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, CD sexy skeleton. <laughs> or, it's 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 100 going to happen. Ridiculous. Man, <clears throat> I actually don't have a plan for how really in terms of dressing up. Yeah, I mean, I'm going out on Saturday, meeting up with a friend and that's in town. Uh. But like. I don't. I don't. Last year I went as the Brawny Man. Remember that, that? And you look good as a Brawny Man. If I remember. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. I don't know. I like in college I always dressed up. In college I went. I I mentioned this before. I think on the show, but I went two years in a row. I was a trophy. I was I was the Heisman, and then I was the Stanley Cup the next year because we had won the Stanley Cup. Oh wait, because it was it was your year to win a championship. It's like <laughs> right. it's just alternating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was an, it was a, it was an odd year as as the the San Francisco Giants. It's an even. By the way, I'm so glad that that's finally over. I don't know if you like pay yeah. attention to ba- to baseball Twitter, but like, and, like because the Giants just win and they they've been winning championships in every even year, Matt. Like all the time, right? Like the last three times, basically. Mm. And and this year was an even year, and everyone's like, oh, they're gonna win the World Series because it's an even year, and finally it's done because like. Anytime the Giants did something well, it could be it could be July fifteenth, and Buster Posey hits a walk off homer, and there and people will just tweet out, "It's an even year." Like, <laughs> no, like it's it's the most like meaningless game right. in July fifteenth, and you're only tweeting it out because you think that you're funny, but that joke has been run to the ground, just driven to the freaking ground. Maybe the uh, even and odd years have no correlation with World Series winners. Have you have we thought about maybe. that? Maybe. Maybe because if it did, then the Cubs have something really wrong with yeah, them. That, yeah, that w- it would seem so. Uh, I, another correlation thing that I love is that I keep seeing people retweet the, this tweet that says um, the uh, most popular presidential Halloween mask has won the presidency every year since 1980. God. And Trump is outselling, is outselling Clinton by 30 percent. Okay. Yeah, I would assume it's even high. I mean, I would I would assume yeah, that. Yeah, of right. course. I mean, what, you know, right, he's like right. the most comical, you know, uh, tragic person who's ever run for the office. But so so obviously, you know, it's like 90 percent that she's going to win according to an average of all polls. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking that maybe it never was predictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah. what you're thinking? And I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you as a politics person really wants. Ohio to go to Trump just because then that will end probably too. Oh right, the 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 Ohio correlate. Although although the Ohio thing makes sense because it's actually directly related to getting. It, it is, but it's to, also to, to you know what it is, but it's also this annoying thing that Pete like at a party if someone wants to sound like they know about presidential politics they'll be like right. you know no Republican has ever won the presidency without Ohio, and right, you, have, you right. have to be like oh yeah really I haven't heard that the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Especially, especially, dude. Every time I go to DC, it's just insane how everyone, in some way, will turn a conversation into a political one. Yeah, it's it's a very political area for sure. Which makes sense. I get it. I get it. I'm just not used to it at all. Right. And you know, you know me with politics. <laughs> well, I mean, you're you're the one dropping political bombs on the on oh, the show. I, so I, I, I look look. <laughs> The, the Fox the, the Fox News yeah. VBD thing is long. Well, well, you said it. I didn't say it. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of bombs on the show, so last week, you know, there was a pseudo rant that that I went on and that you just let me do. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of that, there were people, not as a result, but there were people this week. I don't know if you noticed it too, but I had to go on Twitter to kind of like 
clear this up. And I want to say it on the show before we get going on the picks and stuff. There's a lot of people who ask for our rankings, mm-hmm. not just within the streamers, which I think we do a pretty good job as to like which quarterbacks we would play. I mean, we, we, you know, last week we liked Kaepernick or we liked Mariota first, but we liked Kaepernick as well over Alex Smith, for instance. Like we, we, we rank within the pod, but guys, I, I think Denny agrees with me. I think the biggest problem with the fantasy football industry is rankings because rankings are linear and fantasy football has a lot of variance mm-hmm. and everyone just lives and dies by rankings when what you should be doing and what we try to do and what this podcast is all about is teaching you how to stream, teaching you these concepts and these ideas of uh, there, there being uh, the supply and demand ideas of there being a, a a huge supply of these quarterbacks and the demand is so small and that's why you can stream and understanding how to stream and, and which matchups to look for and those kind of things. I don't want to just be a podcast where we're just giving you just just giving you information that you're a robot and you go and take and you just make your fantasy lineup. I don't want to be. It's it's not it's no different than being a DFS podcast that gives you a cash lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you want to do that? You want to teach. People should want to learn. We want to teach. We want to have fun with it. We don't want to become a rankings podcast, which you can find on bleep.com. I mean, there's just <laughs> like, I, like, seriously, it's just, it's, it's not fun. It's just not fun. We want to have fun. Look, teach a man to fish and he will make good fantasy decisions forever. That's what I say. That's what I say yeah. too. Teach a man to fish, and he will stream Alex Smith against the New Orleans Saints. But before we get into that, Denny, why don't you talk about our sponsor? Yes, our sponsor is DailyFantasyCafe.com. Uh, they have a bunch of, of various tools that I find very helpful week in and week out. I also write my kicker column for Daily Fantasy Cafe. If you'd like to check that out, they have um, a salary exploitation tool, line movement. Uh, stack generator, which is a really uh, cool little feature that you can uh, use to to find the highest projected uh, stacks of the week. They have the lineup optimizer. Um, they have a bunch of Vegas information. And uh, if you use the coupon code Living the Stream, uh, you get a seven seven day free trial plus fifty percent off the first month on Daily Fantasy Cafe. So that's Living the Stream, all one word. Uh, so last week's picks, Denny, I think it was a good redemption for us after the atrocious week six. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I mean, it was right? great comeback. I, f- I, felt, I felt amazing about the, the picks last mm-hmm. week. Quarterback, we had Marcus Mariota. So all quarterbacks were top 15 options, depending on your scoring. Uh, Marcus Mariota had about 17 points. Alex Smith had about 17 points. And then Kaepernick rushed for like 190 yards. Actually, it was like, it's like 80. What 84. Was it? 80. 84. So he got a nice floor there. I wish he would have thrown for more yards. Depending on your scoring again, he was about 14, 15 points. So it, quarterback position wasn't a super high ceiling week, but uh, from these guys, you definitely didn't didn't lose because of your quarterback, which is great. Uh, tight end, man. Tight end mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, we talked about CJ Azuma on the show, but obviously... Uh, we, you know, we didn't want you guys to play him since Tyler Eifert was active. So we tweeted about it and we said, throw Vernon Davis in your lineup because Jordan Reed is not going to play Vernon Davis with 13.9 PPR points. And he was a yard away from a freaking uh, critical Tiltson. Yeah. Tiltson. And then Denny, our boy, Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle, the goat. 
22.8 PPR points. I believe I saw this tweeted earlier. I didn't look at the overall tight end scoring so far this year, but I think Josh Moore from 4 for 4 tweeted that that Jack Doyle is the third best tight end in fantasy right now. I believe that is correct. Which is crazy because it's Jack Doyle, but it's also crazy because it's not like he's been that good. It's just that the position has been that. Well, yeah, the position is is just a, a nuclear waste dump right now. I mean, yeah, he's behind. Mm-hmm. He's just behind Martellus Bennett. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then Denny, uh, the Jaguars were a deep play. They didn't do yeah. shit. They were actually the worst defense. Oh my god. We'll we'll ignore that. That was more of a you know like if. If everything sucks and you hate yourself, play the Jaguars. Well, so basically if you're me, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the Ravens. They scored 15 points. They were the second or third best defense. And then, Denny, Mm -hmm. the Atlanta Falcons. Man. The Atlanta Falcons scored 13 fantasy points. They were the fourth best fantasy defense this past year. I was very, very psyched. We were talking about before the show, I was at my mother-in-law's house when uh, the Falcons scored that defensive touchdown. And I was just like trying to keep it together. I was like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't believe that just happened." JJ's call. Yeah, oh my, I went. I went completely nuts uh, in my living. Look, uh, we we talked about this too last week. We want these picks to do well. I celebrate. I fist pump. I Tiger Woods fist pump in my living room <laughs> when it happens. Absolutely. Like, like the the Masters par three where he had that sick putt. Same thing. I saw the Nike logo sitting there, and then it ball it, went it, in. Yeah, and, and then it just popped. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was what that defensive touchdown was. Um, so, yeah, the Falcons are a really good example as to why over-under isn't everything. They let up 33 points, and they still were the fourth-best fantasy defense. Oh, yeah, no, week. listen, it's it's all about turnovers and sacks, man. I mean, I it's it's gotten to the point where I don't even pay much attention to uh, implied totals. Yeah, it's just not, not really worth it. Yeah. So... Pretty good week seven, really good week seven, Denny. Mm-hmm. Uh, on to week eight. Why don't you start it off with a defense? I will give you a defense. Um, my defense's name is the Tennessee Titans. That's a great name. Yeah, I made it up just now on the spot. Uh, by the way, I feel like we should have worked in a uh, Doyle rules. Yeah, somewhere. it's like it's like getting yeah, so it's, overplayed, yeah, Denny. Yeah. I, I, like you're more, you're way more. You you can that. you can edit you can edit that out. Um, or, or not. So the, the, the Titans play Thursday night in the annual, what has become now for some reason, the annual, uh, torture, torture (laughs) fest Thursday night showdown between the Jaguars and Titans. Except this time, not with Charlie Whitehurst. No, but I mean, it never gets better. It's just, they're just, they're always awful. Uh, they're, you know, their defenses are just good enough to not be like, picked apart it just sucks so anyway we're gonna have to suffer through that uh once again uh i'm gonna try not to watch but i will play the titans defense in a few spots um the jaguars offense is in free fall uh <laughs> it's not great. it's in total free fall and their fan base is on the death tilt okay oh like God. we we're friends with a lot of jags twitter and my god i've never seen a team's twitter just uh, revolt. I, Denny, I, do you, I mean, do you remember last year with me and, and Jag Twitter? Yeah. Okay. This isn't an, I told you so situation because I, even after that, like I, I, so last year I tweeted about Blake Bortles touchdown regression. I tweeted. And then I sent a lot of tweets out about like how his, you know, adjusted yards per attempt was awful. And everyone was just focusing on his touchdown numbers. And it was stupid to do that. 
And I had Jags Twitter in my mentions like you wouldn't believe. I didn't I didn't fully understand Jags Twitter until that day. Mm-hmm. I it was it got so bad that I just look Jags Twitter, you're very good at this. You made me not go on Twitter for 24 hours. So, but but after that I reflected and I'm like, I still love Jags Twitter. Right? I still, you know, I I I still appreciate Jags Twitter. So even though this is going on and I I could I could feel you know, some sort of, of feeling of uh, gotcha, I actually feel awful. Right, you didn't want to be that this correct. Right, right. I didn't. I really, really didn't. I think they deserve better. Yeah, no, I, I, I get you. I mean, I would not feel bad about about uh, your car call. I, you know, I, right, I actively yeah. root against the Raiders in every capacity. So, <laughs> um, so whatever happens to them happens. But yeah, I mean, Jags Twitter is very smart, very tapped in. You know, they're... They've been through a lot. They've been through hell. So I, I do root for them. But the Titans are playing this Jaguars team that um, have given up eight fantasy points in uh, four of their past five games. Uh, they've given up eight turnovers uh, uh, over that span. And as far as sacks go, we talked about, you know, we're looking for sacks and turnovers uh, in, in streaming defenses. Tennessee has a 7.6% sack percentage, uh, which ranks seventh just behind the Vikings, only the Bills and Broncos have more sacks than the Titans through seven weeks, which uh, was a little surprising to me. I didn't realize there. It's that it's that it's that Dick LeBeau yeah. philosophy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I know that their defense tanked last week, but overall they've been they've been, you know, pretty solid. Uh, Bortles has been sacked 15 times in six games, um, which is not nearly the clip <laughs> that he was being sacked at the, last year, but. Um, but uh, 15 t- times in six games, nothing to see- sneeze at. So I think you have turnover potential. I think you have sack potential. Um, and the I just think attacking a team that's in total disarray like this is a little narrative-y, I understand. But I feel pretty good about the Titans. Yeah, I do too. Look, Blake Bortles has a pocket awareness of a blind dog. <laughs> like... It's just it, seriously, it, it, it's it's terrible. Like he's he's just not good. And the problem right now, I actually wrote about this with Alan Robinson. We'll we'll talk about a Rob more because we get a lot of a Rob questions. He's not throwing those D gaff balls right now. No, and that that's not good. Whenever you have those wide receivers that he does, where they can actually make contested catches. Absolutely. So I uh, I I love the I love the Titans this week. Another defense I really like is the Jets. I know you like them too. Yeah. Um, you know, we still don't know who's going to be starting for Cleveland, uh, but whoever's under center, I think that the Jets are still intriguing as four point favorites on the road. Um, you know, Cleveland will be should be forced to throw a lot in this game given the Jets' rush defense, which is which should help. I mean, that's a plus, mm-hmm. I would think. So, uh, Cleveland has allowed a defense to rank uh, no worse than 18th in a given week, which is fine. You know, that's a very average. Uh, defense that was Miami earlier in the season and they're averaging giving up three sacks per contest so you're going to get some floor uh, from the Jets I would assume um, and and the the Browns have also turned it over in every game except for one so all that combined they're, they should be fairly one-dimensional whoever's under center which I think could be Josh McCown uh, reading reports and stuff but we'll see whoever's under center though I think should be under duress um, and that, that's good that's good for the Jets. It, it, listen, if Kevin Hogan starts for the Browns uh, and he's at the top of the depth chart right now, it is yeah. it is a it all hands on deck situation for the Jets defense. Yeah. You got to you get just use them without. I'm mean, use them anywhere you can, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Jets, Denny, I'll just transition right to quarterbacks. Yeah. 
I think the best quarterback streamer this week is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right, we've come to this point in the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is this is when this is when shit gets real and it gets really tough because there's bye weeks and because the good quarterbacks are already rostered who were fringe draft picks slash waiver wire guys. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, six teams are on the bye, so the pickings are slim uh, with the quarterback position. Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, you know, he's on the road, as I said, which is not, not great, but Cleveland, according to number fire metrics, schedule adjusted. Uh, their schedule adjusted metrics, our schedule adjusted metrics. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the, or the Browns secondary ranks 27th against the pass. Uh, and they've also given up at least two scores um, in, in every single game. The only quarterback to rank worse than QB 13 against Cleveland was Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco ranks 27th in points per game at the quarterback position. Man. Joe Flacco's bad, by the mm. way. Like, he's having a really awful season. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like beyond. It's like he's not usable anymore in fantasy. Not at all. Not even close. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all, all that combined, I think it's very obvious that Fitzpatrick is a, a good streaming play. I think him and, and B. Marsh are great stacks this week as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, once again, we have Alex. We have we have Jesus Smith on the docket of streamers. I think this is three weeks in a row, right? Yeah, I mean, this is that this is that stretch that he had schedule-wise and we knew was going to be coming. Uh, so, of, cor- of, course, of course, the one week we touted him hardest, he only scored nine fantasy yeah. points. Yeah, well, you know, like it, we're all uh, carbon in a simulation and nothing matters. So let's right, um, right. so remember that at all times. So Alex plays the Colts this week. I, we got a question today, and, and it's a fair, I think, fair question, uh, asking about does Alex have concerning home away splits? And I looked into it, and since he came to the Chiefs, uh, he, he averages one point, one fantasy point more per game at home than he does away. So there's really no no split there. Um, the Colts have allowed at least 17 fantasy points to quarterbacks in five of their past seven games. Uh, they've allowed two touchdown tosses in each of their past four games. And five defenses, oh, only five defenses, have allowed more passing yards uh, than the Colts. So the matchup is right i mean it's the matchup is almost as good as last week and the week before honestly just just judging by the numbers uh it also this uh indianapolis is has the seventh worst sack percentage uh this season um so alex should be you know pretty pretty free in the in the pocket uh he should be upright unlike he was against the the Steelers on that horribly tilting uh, Sunday night game. Yes. yes. Um, and and then and then uh, against well, last week he was under duress quite a bit. So I think uh, I think that he has all like always a really solid floor. I'm I'm concerned about the lack of rushing. He he's basically not rushing anymore. Yeah, and that's that's always been a big factor for him. Yeah, and and, and I mean I'm I'm looking at the numbers now and. I think there was a three-game streak where he was just not rushing. He has, he has seventeen rushing attempts on the season in six games. That's that's very low, I, I believe, compared to previous years. So, how many? What? How many? How many yards is he at? I think I just got the hiccups. This could be a really fun podcast. Oh, good, good. Uh, he has twenty-two total yards on seventeen rushes. Oh wow, that's yeah, uh, not. Not gr- He's been like a 250-yard rusher. Yeah, not, it's not great, Bob, as they say. Uh, last yeah. year he had, yeah, whoa, whoa, last year he had 497 on the ground? Oh, my God. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's been really good. I didn't even realize that. That's really interesting. Yeah, so he's he's not giving us that rushing production, which is a little concerning. Uh, but you know, rushing production, except for for quarterbacks who are in a system where you know it, they have a bunch of design runs, rushing production is a little fluky, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than I mean, you know, there there are guys who are going to run the ball, maybe take away a turnover from a fantasy point perspective if they can get twenty. Uh, like Fitzpatrick's one of those guys who who has done that historically. Alex Smith is one of those guys, but it's different when you're comparing them to like a Kaepernick, mm-hmm. right? Like like the reason you're playing Kaepernick is for that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I would not play him over Fitzpatrick, but I I really I think in a, in this bye week apocalypse that we're in. Uh, yeah. With gnashing of teeth and people tearing open their shirts in mourning, I think you have some use for Alex this week. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> All right, Denny. Sorry, I had to clear my throat because the hiccups are happening. Yeah, uh, this, is, this is good. Yeah. All right, Denny. The last quarterback that I'm going to recommend, people who have listened to us for years and have seen what I said on Twitter mm-hmm. know what's coming. Oh, but, God, please don't. It's Brock <laughs> Look, look. They're facing the Lions. They're at home this week. The Lions, according to Number Fires metrics, the Lions and Colts actually too. They're they're on pace to have historically bad pass defenses this year, mm-hmm. like historically bad. And then on top of that, for the Lions, Darius Slay left the game against Washington last week. He might be out against Houston, so they're going to be out their best corner, and they're already horrible. Yeah. Um, I know Osweiler's terrible too, but that's obviously a plus. Five of seven quarterbacks to face the Lions this season finished in the top seven in weekly scoring. Mm. Uh, Wentz was QB 13 and Mariota was QB 18. So we're looking at a a sensational floor. I don't think I've used the word sensational since I was seven. (laughs) Sensational. Um, Look, and the other thing too, I was looking into this as well. It's kind of crazy how people, I was trashing Brock as well on, on Twitter, but People people have trashed him, and they were trashing him last night after a game against one of the best defenses in the NFL, mm-hmm. like at, on the road against an old team where they know his tendencies. Oh yeah, right. Like there are things that Brock Osweiler does where I'm like, wow, he's bad. Like like he has zero touch on the ball. Like <clears throat> if you're standing two feet away from me and we're playing catch. He like he's the guy who's just gonna whip it. Well, out. Um, but he's the jolly green giant. He 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 can't that he can't, the, <laughs> the angle like no. I'm not. I'm okay. This is this, here's my quarterback breakdown. You ready? A guy is six seven. The angle at which the ball is coming out of his hands is not conducive to nice touching. You know, nice uh, passes with touch on them. Right. 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 Some someone on Twitter uh, responded to one of my tweets because I sent a tweet out today. It was like Brock Osweiler is now officially the worst quarterback in the league, according to number fire metrics. And someone responded and he was like, when's the last time someone his size and in height has been good at quarterback? And I'm like, never. Right. Like, I don't. Has has it ever? Well, I mean, it's very rare for a guy to be. Yeah, of course. He's six, seven, right? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know the exact type, but like. Like Mike Lennon comes to mind, but he was really tall, but he 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 flamed out. But but like, I mean, I'm a Glennon true. Me too. I, <laughs> so, but but like, I mean, Cam Cam's tall, obviously, but Cam brings a little bit something. Well, different. but he's but he's not he's that like tall. Six five. He's like six. Yeah. Five. No. I mean, I just I think that there's like problems all over the place for Osweiler, but including the fact that he's too damn tall. Right. Yeah. There's tons of problems. There's tons of issues, but. 
Here's here's something that I thought was kind of interesting. He hasn't finished higher than QB 16 all season long in, in, in any given week, but he did that three times. He finished. It's really weird. He finished QB 16 against Chicago, Tennessee, and Indianapolis. Three three fairly plus matchups, mm-hmm. especially Indy, right? Uh, but against he also played the other four games that he's played: Kansas City, New England, Minnesota, and Denver. Oh. So he's faced some tough defenses, yeah. like actually very difficult defenses. I think that if you're in desperation mode, which a lot of people are, I do think you can do a lot worse than Brock Osweiler this week. There, there are there are reasons for you to. I mean, he, he's he's matching criteria that we want out of a, a streaming quarterback. Maybe not the over under, and maybe not the way this game might go, but he has a great matchup, uh, and and he's at home. Yeah. Uh... I two of those defenses that you named uh, the Tex I'm sorry the Broncos and the Vikings are on my do not play list. You know, right? That's how good. Like I, I I would not play a quarterback against either of those defenses. Uh, so you know, Osweiler being not great and playing those defenses. What, I mean, what's going to happen? What, what, right. He's going to come out with 20 fantasy points? No way. <clears throat> and he was on the road for both of them. Yeah. So I mean I don't know. Look, I'm not I'm not trying to be an apologist for Osweiler. I, I've I've noted that he's very bad, and you're playing. If you're playing Osweiler this week, you're playing a bad quarterback. Mm-hmm. But the matchup is brilliant. He's at home. Um, I'm okay with it in desperation, but I would definitely be playing Alex Smith and, and Ryan Fitzpatrick over him. But I think that Bra- I'm going to make a bold prediction right now, Denny. Mm-hmm. He's going to finish as a top twelve quarterback this week. That's pretty hot. That's pretty hot, but. He's going to be a QB1. But I also think it's not unreasonable. I'll say that. You know who you should stack him with? Uh, can I can I just go ahead and say it? Let's let's do it. I think you should stack him with CJ Fedora Goat. Fedora Goat, first tight end streamer of the week. Go ahead. <laughs> also <laughs> also known as CJ Fedorowitz, the um tight end, the uber athletic tight end it turns out of the Houston Texans. So, uh just real quick as a as a as a side side note, I read about Fedorowitz about a month ago from a couple beat writers who kept talking about coaches want to expand his role in the passing game, and it's partly because Osweiler was having such trouble connecting on the outside and and deep down the field with his receivers with his wideouts, uh, so they wanted to try to you know hone in on on running backs and tight ends. Um, and they believe that Fedorowicz is their best pass-catching tight end. So they were trying to expand his role. So I, you know, I sort of took a mental note of that. But man, over listen, uh, over the let's see, he's fifth in tight end scoring over the past four weeks. Okay, so over the past month, he is the tight end five. Uh, he's averaging six point three targets per game with no outliers. It's not like he had a you know sixteen target game in there. Right. right. Um, uh, you know, coaches have talked about expanding his role. Uh, he, uh, let's see, tight ends are seeing 7.6 targets per game against Detroit. Only the Falcons and Browns, uh, see, have allow more receptions to tight ends than the Lions. Uh, his involvement, his growing involvement in, in this, uh, offense, he scored, he scored eight PPR points against the Broncos, which I didn't think was hateful. I actually played him in the LTS league. Um, and I say that because I know people are deeply concerned about my fantasy teams. Um, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, Lions last week, 
were two inches away from giving up another tight end to Vernon Davis. No team has allowed more tight ends, uh, t- touchdowns to tight ends this this year. I I really am pretty pretty bullish on Fedora Goatwitz. Yeah, I love I love that pick too. Um, another tight end uh, that we sorry I was looking at my notes. The other tight end that I'm going to talk about is our boy Cameron Braid. Uh, so Tampa Bay. I noticed that when Tampa Bay sees a positive game script or a script that's generally low scoring, Brate just isn't as involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we saw that in week five against Carolina when Tampa Bay won uh, one of the most boring games imaginable uh, that, that, that any human has ever watched in their life. Yeah. Um, speaking of boring games, can we stop this this BS that, that Cardinals-Seahawks game was, was good? Yeah, no, stop. Like, just stop, guys. You're, you're totally trying to be a cool NFL-watching yeah, hipster. Yeah, yeah, Be like, this is what football was like when my grandfather right. watched it. Well, Right, know. like, get out of here. You, you just There were two missed chip-shot field goals in that game. Oh, yeah, that was good. No, it wasn't good. There was no offense. It was bad. The reason people watch football nowadays is because of offense. Just stop. Yeah, stop. exactly. I mean, look, first of all, you're definitely not a fantasy player if you're saying that that game good and secondly if, right. if your definition of a good game is watching kickers uh, have huge shits in their pants right, uh, back right. to back then then i guess it was a good game right if you like seeing chandler cancesaro have brown stuff coming <laughs> out of his body, then, then yeah then it was a great it was game. great god so anyway so th- if we look at cameron Brayton in more detail he's seen two top 12 tight end one performances in ppr league since austin sperry and jenkins left uh, uh, Tampa Bay, and they came in contests, one of them against the Rams, where it was a high-scoring game, remember that, uh, yeah. in Tampa. <laughs> the other one was uh, against the Broncos, where it was it was the just a, a hugely negative game script. So now they get Oakland this week. Oakland, I believe, is a – or maybe the Bucks are one-point one point favorites. But regardless, it just basically means that Oakland's a better team. Uh, Oakland should be able to score points against this bad Bucks secondary and defense in general – Oakland should be able to score points, which means Brait should see more looks than he's seen in some of these weird games that the Bucks have been a part of, whether it was last week in San Francisco where they saw that massive positive game script or whether it was against Carolina mm-hmm. where Jaquiz Rogers ran the ball 497 times. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I, I, I think that Cameron Brait, this game sets up not only that, but but Oakland – you know, last year they were they were awful against tight ends. This year they haven't been that great against them either. I think he just is set up to see volume, mm-hmm. especially with no other pass catchers really alive uh, in, in that offense. I think that he's set up for volume and a potential negative game script uh, and uh, a good matchup. So I think that he's he's a solid uh, tight end streaming option this week as well. Are you going Bray or Fedora Goatwitz? I think Fedora Goatwitz is probably... A better play. I do too. It's it's close. I think Brait might have the floor for you, but Fedorowitz will have the ceiling, and I generally mm-hmm. chase ceiling at tight end. Yeah, yeah. Why not? At this point, the, the position is, is such a wreck. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. So to recap, Cameron Brait and CJ Fagota Goatsowitz. <laughs> Brock Osweiler uh, as a deeper play. Uh, Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then the Jets D and the Titans D. I like it. Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm, Pretty confident in these picks. Trust me on this yeah. one, guys. Yeah, feel good about mm-hmm. it. All right, Denny, the first one. We're going to the Twitter questions now. All right. We don't have a ton. We got a lot, but some of them were – guys, when when you when we ask for Twitter questions and you send things like, 
top top two defensive streamers for like we're gonna talk about that. That's what this podcast. Is. I know it makes me wonder if you've ever listened to the show. Yeah, I also love that too. Whenever they're like, "Would you would you play Brock Osweiler over Ryan?" Mm. No, we're not we're not doing that because we talked about that on the podcast. Um, I understand not everyone can listen to it though. This first one is at Nikolai Pitra. Will JJ do a magic trick on his next Periscope? Oh yeah, you do magic tricks. How do you know I do magic tricks? Uh, you, you've told me. I mean, it's a point of pride. I get it. I do. I do one magic trick. Wait, what's that? It's this great sleight of hand with with a card, with a playing card. No, with a with with a napkin. Mm-hmm. With a did I never do it? Whenever we were together, when we were we we might have been drinking. We might have been engaging in alcoholic beverages. Um, you may have. <laughs> it's generally generally my my go to when I start feeling <laughs> feeling good, feeling the buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah is, is the uh, sleight of hand. Yeah, maybe I have I have some magic sponge balls in my in my desk. Uh, this is a this is a family friendly show. We're not going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll go to the next question. This next one is at Jason Thistle. He says, Cousins over the streamers this week. This is a good question. So Cousins gets they're, – they're playing over in England. They're, they're playing Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati's not like a frightening matchup, are they? Not anymore. They, their defense has been awful. That, the, the AFC North is such a dumpster fire. It, like if ben, if ben were healthy, the Steelers would be running away with that division. Yeah, no, look, I'm looking at – so I mean, the Bengals shut down the Browns quarterbacks, but whatever. I mean, sort of, sort of. I mean, uh, Hogan still scored a bunch on the ground. But uh, let's see, Brady lit him up. Prescott had a nice game. Simeon went bananas. Roethlisberger had a good game. Even Ryan Fitzpatrick scored 17, 17 points in the week one. So, Yeah, I, uh, I think I'd go I think I, I think I'd, Yeah, I think yeah. I would too. That's a good call. Uh, next one at Ryan Hester 13. We need an explanation for the Miller light gift package. CD Carter 13 received today. Why? How did he, how did they get his address, etc.? Did you get another one? I did. I did. Uh, what is going if on? you would unblock me on Twitter, you would see, yeah, you're you right. would see that. Right. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working at home today and that's what we'll call it. And, um, doorbell rings and I'm like annoyed. I'm like, Oh my God, who is it? So I go to the door. Uh, first, I put on some pants. I open the door, and there's a huge. You 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 were watching C.J. Fedorowitz film. Right, yeah, I was grinding his high school tape, actually. Right, hence the the pants being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got me. Uh, so I open the door, and there's a huge cardboard box, right, that the UPS guy drops off. So I I open it, and, and I'm digging through. Uh, the paper and stuff, and I'm like, "What is in here? I don't remember ordering anything this big." And what do you know? At the bottom, I have a 12 pack of Miller Lite, two really nice T-shirts, and a sweatshirt. What? Yeah, Denny, how? So this this stems from back in I believe February or March. I participated in the beer mock. Which was you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Dynasty Twitter was in such tilt that that oh, was on such tilt about the draft coming up. I guess that they were having these different mocks, movie mock and stuff. So they did beer mock. We're we're, we're sick people. Oh, it's oh, it's really it like the fact that you have to have action three hundred and sixty five days a year. <laughs> right. So I mean, there's so there's something deeply wrong with that. Let's just say, <laughs> okay, though, if we're just being honest. So so I, I participate in this mock, and people are taking like. Like local beers and like double IPAs and all this fancy crap, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take my beer. I'm taking Miller Lite. Boom! I got Miller Lite. Mm-hmm. First round. First round. 
So they, there was an uproar, okay, because so, the, the ruling class, the beer ruling class was furious that one of the people had snuck into the into their ranks and taken the people's beer. Right. And so I was not ashamed, and I, and I talked about Miller Lite. I did not tag Miller Lite, Miller Lite at all. I didn't hashtag it at all. And they found me on Twitter, and they sent me an email, and they said, thank you for, you know, talk, talking up our brand. <laughs> And if you would give us your address, we'd like to send you a care package. And I was right. like, I don't know what that means from a beer company. But so back then, back in March, they sent me beer, but they didn't send me all this other stuff, T-shirts, sweatshirts. I don't know what's next. I don't know. Right. Well, well, so they just did this, though, unprompted. Yes, unprompted. Dude, this is a you're on their you're on their like legit distribution list. Yeah, and you know, my next my I guess my next thing is to be like, I had we had this podcast that yeah, and we're right. looking for get, ads. <laughs> yeah, hashtag get Miller Lite to sponsor Living the Stream needs hey, to happen. You guys want two shows? That'll get you two shows. Yeah, exactly. Week. There, That's how we're getting two <laughs> shows, guys. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, That's awesome. Next one, at Fat Eddie Lacey. Uh, best and worst Halloween candy to give and receive. What do you think? The worst is Almond Joys. Oh, my God, really? Denny, don't even tell me you act... Actually, this doesn't even surprise Wait a sec. Me. Wait, wait, wait. The worst this, is Almond Joys. This, yeah, the worst is Almond Joys. Are you Joys. sure you didn't mean the best? Oh, what, is, what is wrong with your taste buds? Oh, my God, dude. I can't believe people don't like Almond Joy. <laughs> Maybe because we're not 65-year-old men. Oh, is that what's, is that what that they like that? <laughs> Old guys like Almond Joy. <laughs> I have no idea what the Almond Joy demographic is. <laughs> no one does. It just, it just, it just kind of came out. But look, Teddy, no one likes Almond Like, look, they're they're fine, but they're not like any any candy that you give out is going to be, probably be okay. But like, of all the chocolate varieties you can get out, why the hell would you want to eat an Almond Joy? Because it, because it has. Okay, Teddy, what's your worst? Okay, uh, all right, my worst. You know what? My worst is um, Tootsie Roll. Okay, I actually can, yeah. Don't I can, don't I can don't give that. me that shit. Don't give me. Tits I, I also also also, uh, not which ones? Are, milk duds are the ones that are like the the. Uh, what's on the inside? Uh, something that pulls your fillings out. I know that. <laughs> okay, wait. So are milk duds the one with caramel on the inside? Uh, I don't know if they have caramel on the inside. Okay. Uh, oh, and you know the best for me, bet. Give me yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Give best. me your Twix. Give me all of your Twix. Uh, Twix is such a stupid answer. What? What? You- it's it's Reese's it's Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty that's pretty easy for me. By the way, don't be don't be Reese's Pieces person. Oh, you don't like Reese's Pieces? <laughs> tell me, tell me you're the, you're a Reese's Pieces person. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, if I ate Reese's Pieces all day, I'd gain like fifty pounds. So <laughs> no, but that, no, no, no. But I'm saying that's not even that's not how you say it. Oh, 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 Reese's Pieces. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, that's what I meant. Because there there are still there are still thirty five year old men and women out there who are saying Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Reese's Pieces. Which which. Have you gone? You 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 clear like these are people that I've worked with that clearly have their. I mean, they have their master's degree and they're still saying pieces as pieces. Not only that, but the guy's name is freaking Reese. Reese's pieces. Yeah, that, that sounds ridiculous. And I think it's of, possessive. It's freaking possessive. Yeah. God, learn Reese's pieces. Right. Yeah. 
Next one, our buddy at Knucklepop. He says, LTS truthers, turn on LTS. This is a good uh, PSA. Turn on LTS Twitter notifications so you don't miss a midweek, quote, Omaha audible. And he took a screenshot of the Living the Stream account that says, don't play CJ Uzoma because of Eifert. Play Vernon Davis, though. Yeah. So just know that we're sending tweets out while the, the week goes yeah, on. Yeah, no, and that's why you all, you all should be following the account. Right. At live the stream FF. Follow the freaking Please. Account. Like we get more. Just trust me. The, 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 the ratio makes absolutely no sense. So follow the freaking account. Unless, unless we just have porn bots listening to this podcast. Each week. <laughs> that, that is my, uh, my demographic. Yeah, well, now that you're wearing the sexy skeleton. Costume. Oh, hell yeah. No, I'm, well, now, yeah, I mean, if we hashtag it with, like, the sexy skeleton episode, we're going to have, like, a thousand porn bots in our mentions. <laughs> right, right. Uh, next one, at Tyler Strong 95 trade A-Rob for a bag of candy corn. Uh, I would say yes at this point. No. I have I have takes on A-Rob. Yeah, yeah, tell me about so, your takes. So, I looked into it a lot, uh, for my 15 transactions column. So he, the Jags are actually throwing the ball more. I said that really weird. The Jags, <laughs> what was the, the, Jag, the Jags are actually throwing the ball more this year per game than they were last year. They have two more attempts per game. And Allen Robinson's market share is like 1.4% lower this year than last year. So like really volume wise, it's not that different, Right. The difference is his yards at the point of the catch, so it's everything minus yak, is four yards per catch shorter than what it was last year, mm-hmm. which is why I was talking earlier about the Blake Bortles degaff deep balls. He's not throwing them as much to Allen Robinson anymore. Right. Um, and, and that's that's a big problem. You know, touchdown regression was going to come. Allen Robinson is still averaging. Uh, he, he's on pace to score eight touchdowns this year, and that's that's not bad yeah. for for a wide receiver. Certainly not fourteen like he saw last year. Uh, and you know, I think that a lot of people who drafted him thought that he would be like a Des Bryant type in the red zone, which I still think he is. He's just not. You know, it's just not coming together just yet. But the more I've thought about it, he was a hold for me in fifteen transactions this week. But I'm not opposed to people trying to buy him right now. Really? Because I, I really, I, I think that it's a minor thing that they can change for Blake Bortles to get the ball downfield more to Allen Robinson that will change everything drastically. Because Allen Robinson is still a very, very, very good wide receiver. Yeah, I, I mean, we, definitely. It's not like his skills have eroded. I mean, he's still some unbelievable age, like 19 or something. So let's relax on that front. But. Uh, that I feel like, I feel like investing in the Jaguars' offense right now is like, is like willingly climbing onto a sinking ship. I don't know. Yeah, I look. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be if I'm like in a position in in my league where I'm in the middle, like I'm four and three or three and four or something. I wouldn't be trading for Allen Robinson. But if I were desperate, like a two and a two win team, mm-hmm. or if I were a very very good team that I could trade depth for Allen Robinson. I would want. I mean, if I could trade depth for Allen Robinson in general, I would do it. But if I were a really, really good team where I'm not changing my core and I could get that upside, I would do that as well. And I actually, I feel the same way about DeAndre Hopkins right now because he his market share is crazy good, and uh, which partially is because Will Fuller missed the game, but his market share is really good. Uh, and their schedule from here on out is actually insane. And it couldn't have been worse for him over the past right. four or five weeks. Right, and we, we already talked about the, the matchups that they've faced. Uh, Minnesota, Kansas City, New England, and Denver. I mean, those are four really tough teams to beat through the air. 
So I, I think I think both DeAndre Hopkins and Allen Robinson are buys. Denny, the last time I said Allen Robinson was a buy on this show, he scored two touchdowns. I, I remember, and then he went on a run. Yeah, and then he died. What do you mean? Allen Robinson? I mean, he hasn't done it. Oh, you mean, oh, I'm sorry. You mean this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. (laughs) That's like last year was pretty good. No, no. Earlier this year, I was all about buying A-Rob, and then he played well. He, you know, he had those couple, a couple touchdowns in, in like a three games, or like three touchdowns in three games, but then things just aren't working right now for them. But I think it's fixable. I do. Yeah. So we'll see. Next one at FNTSY guy buddy he says Jimmy Graham or Kelsey ROS. Uh, I I think it has to be Graham. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, next one at Fitz underscore eight four three. This is a common question that we got. Stafford at Houston or the QB streamers? Houston has shut down. We were talking before the show. Houston has shut down a lot of average to horrible quarterbacks. Yeah. So. Right. And we get the question, this question every week, right? Stafford streamers, Stafford streamers, and I get it. It's a little bit, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a little, it's a little iffy. But I have to go Stafford here. Yeah, I would too. Uh, he does have touchdown regression coming because, like his his yardage to touchdown totals don't make any sense. But I I, I do think that he's a smarter play. Uh, uh, just given you know it's a week a week week if you will from a quarterback streaming perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, same guy he says this is a good one. If Living the Stream had its own Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? You mean player wise? I don't know. I'm kind of taking that as anything wise. <laughs> like anything goes. Like like I'm throwing Tom Everett Scott on on our Mount oh, Rushmore. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Tom Tom you're on it. Congrats. Yeah, there you go. Do we get to be on it? No, I'm just kidding. We we I think be. we yes, I think we're we're on our own shows Mount Rushmore. Okay, well then, then the last one has to be Alex Smith. Well, then that's boring. <laughs> yeah, right. So. Right. So Tom Tom can be next to Alex Smith. Yeah. And then we have two more that we would have to Um, you know, I'm thinking of of uh, a streamer. I mean, remember Cousins Cousins and Reed last year yes. were like two like the biggest things to happen to the brand ever. I I would say yeah, I mean, tight ends we've generally cuz we have like Eifert, right? Yeah, and and Kelsey, yeah. mm-hmm. so like those guys, we've definitely had cousins. I think we have to put on there because of he won people fantasy uh, championships. Yeah, like even if your team sucked at the end of last year, if you had Kirk Cousins scoring twenty eight, thirty five fantasy points for you, then you probably did all right. So yeah, I think I right. think Kirk Cousins has to be up there. And then and then you the last one. I don't know if it had. I mean, do you have any thoughts as to what the mm. last one will be? Harambe. I'm done. I'm done with Haram. How about your your dead cat? My, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tabitha, Tabby, Tab, ta- yeah, Tabby, Tabby. So, so our, our Mount Rushmore is Tabby. Yeah. Uh, it is Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, and Tom. I, you know what? That's <laughs> what good. What the hell is what is wrong? With no, no. Uh, there's cats. nothing wrong with that. That's that's beautiful. I can see it in my head right now. I want to go. I want to go find a, a a mountain and just start chiseling right now. Actually, I think that when we chisel it, the cat Tabby should have her mouth open, and in in a running pose should be Justin Perillo. <laughs> wow, this is this has gotten like to like some weird art, artsy place that I I can't. Yeah. Can't understand. Yeah. I think it'd be a good idea though. Uh, next one at books thirty one rivers or streamer rivers gets Denver. Oh, I think streamers. I agree. I agree. 
Not Osweiler, probably. No, no. Um, this one was funny. At Fantasy Mansion, our buddy, buddy Matt Kelly says, Give me another generic 1920s bad guy to stream for week eight. I already own Jack Doyle. <laughs> Jack Doyle, see? <laughs> yeah, so perfect. I just had to read that one because it was good. Next one, at Derek Frymiller. He says, what's CD Carter 13's best joke? Hopefully something filled with smut and corn. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, I don't have jokes. I don't like... I'm not, I don't have like a book of jokes where I'm like, hey guys, you want to hear a joke? Let me tell you. Do people one. do? Do people still do that? I hope not. My God, no. I I mean, I can like vamp like at a party. I could just go on and on. Trust me. Ask my wife if I can go on and on about something. She will. <clears throat> she will tell you yes. No, but I don't have. <laughs> I don't. I don't have like written out jokes. Do you have those? No. I the the, the only jokes that I like are that like one-liner jokes you know mm-hmm. are are anti-jokes right you know like like what's green and has blue wheels i don't know grass i was just kidding about the wheels <laughs> <laughs> like like those anti-jokes those are those are what i enjoy more than like than like what the angel say to the other angel right i mean it is it, halo no oh. yeah, i think we should just end the show can we just delete this podcast yeah Hey, the next one, though, at Adam G. Blevins, he says, JJ, does Number Fire have any data on the correlation between streaming QBs and sipping coffee in a burning down kitchen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, very, very strong. Very strong correlation yeah. there, buddy. Uh, next question is from at Cedar 15 Thoughts on, oh, this is a good one. Thoughts on throwing knives in GoldenEye. Seems like, seems like fun, but then too much work to aim and kind of boring. The Mariota of weapons. Oh dang, Mariota! Yeah, I, look, throwing knives are dumb. I would rather do slappers only in Goldeneye. Yeah, no, throwing knives suck. Uh, how many times did you have to hit somebody to kill them with throwing knives? Right, like like people's people's slappers were stronger than the throwing knives. Yeah. Plus the sound the sound of the slaps were amazing. Hey, because sorry, go no, ahead. I, was, I was gonna say in the in that game, have you ever been under like? like heavy heavy fire and just like thrown plastique everywhere as you die yeah the, look yeah yeah the the i remember when the game <clears throat> man this my my throat situation is not being good tonight um oh boy i remember in the game when when so much fire would come your way not just not like like actual gunfire yeah. that like the game would slow down yeah right right it would be like right right but yeah, dude, sla- slappers only is way better than than throwing knives. And the the, the noise for the slappers were great because you had that you know everyone's just holding down the Z button <laughs> when they're playing, and all you hear on your TV screen is <laughs> from from everyone slapping. And then the guy who played Odd Job won because no one could bend over because no one hit the C's. Well, you, no one used the, the the top and bottom C's. Right? You couldn't the, the side C's. You could straight. But you couldn't even see them. You would be like, wait, what's happening? Why is my, right. my screen blinking? Dude, I could talk N64 all day long. I could talk that and, and Mario Kart. I don't know anything else. Uh, next one, at Coffee Takes. Are you old enough to remember when football was watchable? I'm not, personally. It's pretty bad right now. I was trying to think as to why exactly. I, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. There's no, like, there's just bad football happening. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want, I want the entertainment factor. Like, I want... I want the Ocho Cinco taking the pylon and putting the football to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or Joe Horn taking the cell phone out of the right. 
like how is that like it's so fun how does that how does like and it's such it, there's so much marketing potential with that kind of stuff it, look uh as long as you have um roger dick nixon goodell uh running <laughs> running the joint then it's not going to be fun i i mean um silver from the nba understands that right. there must be fun there must be right. fun Adam Silver is the, is the goat. He is. He's a great, great commissioner. He's talking about legalizing gambling, and meanwhile, Goodell is talking about gambling like he's a damn preacher. You know, right. talking about right. like moral degradation and whatnot. The moral degradation. You you're making millions while young men kill themselves on the football field. Let's but let's right. talk about morals, please. Yeah. Boom! Look at you spitting. I'm, that fire. I'm I'm hot. Uh, next one at Timber New Type. He says, "When asked what you do for a living, what response do you give in order to maintain a measure of dignity?" <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that is good. Um, a I've, measure of dignity. I, can I can I say this? I met someone. Uh, we were just out at a bar, and they were like, "What do you do?" And my my response is always, "I'm an editor. In, I'm the editor in chief of a sports analytics company." Wow! Right? That is that's impressive. That's that's a good. That's a good response, right? That is so impressive. I would be like, "Who the hell does this guy think he is?" And so, and so I tell them that, and then they they ask more, and then I was like, "Oh, I just write about fantasy." Right, people. right, right. And, but, but but the one guy, I'm not kidding you. He looked at me straight face, and he's like, he's like, "What do your mom and dad think of that?" Oh God. And I'm like, I'm like, they they like it. Like I do well enough. But yeah, that was a that was a real. What, what do what do your parents think of you doing the thing that you love? Do they are they <laughs> right? Like seriously, what do you think my parents are? Hate? They supportive, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Like it's it was it was pretty crazy. But that's that's usually my response, just because I don't. You know, if you say, look, if you say that you write about fa- and and it's not like I I mean I mentioned this before on the show, like it's not like I I only am writing fa- and analyzing fantasy football all day long. There's a lot of other stuff going on, but if you if you say that you write about fantasy that you're a fantasy football analyst, there you, that's when you get weird. Right, things. right. Like you're you're gonna get weird. Yeah, things. that's that's when you say I'm a fantasy football analyst. They be like, Yeah, man, me too. Am I right? We're all fantasy yeah, analysts, right, right? right? Right. It's like, nah. Yeah, no, not really. I would say no to that. Uh, I I actually just say I'm a take maker. <laughs> I'm a I'm a maker of takes, and they're like, "What is that?" I'm like, yeah, here's my Twitter. Here's my Twitter. Yeah, yeah, here's your Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Go to uh, twitter.com/cdcarter13. You can and check check it out. Take maker. Uh, next one at Ben Cummins FF. Must choose one: eat peanut butter and a hot dog bun while sober, or stream bo- Brock Osweiler. <laughs> I'd be I'd be streaming Brock, man. I love me some Brock this week. Yeah, me too. This next one's good because we haven't talked about it. This is at the FF Whisperer. What happened to the Listener Podcast League? You said they'd be on the podcast every week. Has it become XFL? No, I, what I meant, we were going to bring them on. We were going to bring them on like during the draft, which was a huge mistake in hindsight because I had the worst draft of my entire lifetime yeah. while doing that. And my team, I'm like bottom six. There's 14. I think I'm bottom six in scoring, and I think I've won one game. It's it's my worst team in fantasy football that I'm embarrassed by it. It was tough. That that drafting was tough. When you gave me control of the show for like three minutes, I was freaking out. <laughs> I like, but I also want to use it as a great case study because I remember I went early quarterback and tight end. Yeah, and it's a I'm, that's that's I'm I'm turning the awful 
standings into something positive. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 well, you had Rogers. I had Rogers and I got, I got Fleener in like the eighth. Right. So I look, I'm not proud of it at all. Dude, that was eight weeks ago. Man. Yeah. I'm not proud of it. The Rogers, Rogers right now might go ham from here on out. Their schedule is pretty nice until the playoffs, but I'm not making the playoffs. No. <laughs> um, that, what, what, how are you? Are you like middle of the pack? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm uh, three and four. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. I think that there's a couple extremes in the league and then like there's, I'm not, I don't, I think there's still winless teams in the league. Like I'm not in last. Yeah. I'm, I'm, t- and, I'm two back from the yeah. playoffs. And there's, I mean, there's just a lot, this is fantasy football. There's a lot of parody and such. Um, next one is at Cooper factory Bortles or the streamers or being buried alive in candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can just like, like I'm just picturing like, do you remember when like, like WWE, like when the undertaker would bury people and stuff? Sure. Like imagine if he was dumping the dirt and it was just, candy just corn yeah. going on. like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's the thing. At the bottom of a candy corn pile, I would actually eat my way out of right out of right. the grave. But some people would refuse. Some people would say, "I'd rather die at the bottom of this candy corn than eat my way out." I'm not doing it. Exactly. I totally would just die. <laughs> you, you would rather die than eat candy corn. <laughs> uh, but Bortles, I don't think is a good play this week. No, sweet Jesus, no. I can't play him. Next one at S K C I H underscore F F E J. He says, after seeing Justin Perillo run routes on Thursday night, I am 100% confident he will smoke JJ in a 40 yard deck. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, my God. No. Not happening. Uh, Next one. At, uh, by the way, I think I could, I think I could also, I, I think I could also beat Jack Doyle. Are you kidding me? You you're messing with me right now. Next next one, at LK Wonton House, is six weeks enough of a sample size to consider dropping Macklin for a waiver wire ad like Devonte Adams? Macklin is is extremely tilting. I have to say. Yeah, the thing with Macklin is, if you look at his week to week numbers last year, he just had a few monster games that really buoyed. Like I didn't I didn't <clears throat> buy much Macklin. I don't have any Macklin season long because of his because. His volatility week to week was garbage. I thought that he was going to bounce back with this schedule. The fact that he hasn't is not good. No, it's it's concerning. I I, I don't. I mean, if you if you only have to start two receivers, there's no way you're starting Macklin right now. I, I wouldn't drop him. Probably. Right. Yeah, I agree. He's kind of in that like where Michael Floyd was before all the injuries have happened to the wide receiving. Oh, in Michael Arizona. Floyd, the zombie of Michael Floyd. I can't believe how bad that guy is. Yeah. Uh, next one is at G Barry 100. Would you sit Alshon this week? He's playing Minnesota. I would definitely consider it. Yeah. Depends who you're playing him over, but I would consider it as well. Next one at J underscore J underscore T underscore thoughts on quarterback running back stack and season long. And then he says, Matt Ryan and Devonte Freeman. I mean, I like that stack and yeah, I mean, depending on the composition of your team, I don't, I wouldn't run away. I wouldn't right. say, well, I'm playing this quarterback, so I can't play his running back. In fact, uh, I, I've i had in the Apex League, I've had uh, Alex Smith and Spencer Ware for, I think, three out of the past five weeks. And that's, yeah. you know, that's been okay. Speaking of the Apex League, Nanny, whew, my team just keeps getting destroyed. <laughs> 
with injury. Now Lamar Miller's out. Uh, I yeah, it's his ra- your team is ravaged at this point. It's it's regression from last year. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that I think that the uh the way I view it is if it's a higher powered offense like Atlanta, I'm perfectly fine doing it because you know that they're gonna score points. Right. Uh, next one at J Alex Olguin. He says, "Is it too early to to reflect drafts? Uh, reflect on draft strategy." I ask as an as a Hopkins Robinson Jeffrey owner who has tilted into the upside down. <laughs> <laughs> that is where we go on Sundays, isn't it? it? Is. To the upside down. We go to the upside. We go to that that horrible horrible place. Um, I think it's too early. I mean, yeah. There have been look at there have been years where guys have been completely written off at midseason, yep. only to you know win championships single handedly in the final week. So we'll see. Remember the remember the Tory Smith year with where when everyone was super high a couple of years ago. Everyone was super high on Tory Smith because of Tressman. or no, was it because of Tressman? Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah it was because of Tressman. And Steve Smith came out and just destroyed the first half of the season. Then Tory Smith had a, like a low key good second half. Well, he had almost the second half that Steve Smith had in the first half. Right. But no one pays attention to that because everyone pays so much more attention to what happens first. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, look, I I think draft strategy wise, I think overall though, I think we can conclude that the running back position, you know, if you want zero RB, the running back position has certainly not been that bad this year. Like like with the the early round guys that you could have gotten. Well, I mean, who are we talking about? We're talking not about David Johnson. That's it. No, Zeke. Oh, Zeke yeah. has been good. Le'Veon. One. I mean, obviously, he was like a, a turn guy. <clears throat> Gurley. Gurley's been bad for sure. Yeah, very bad. Um, yeah. So I mean, I, I basically mean that like there's a there's a good healthy mix. You know, like if if you drafted with a healthy mix, I think that you're still fine. But obviously. Like the, the the bust rates in the early rounds this year has actually been pretty bad. So it'll be interesting once the season's over to see how that kind of finishes up. I mean, you're as a girly owner, you are at a point where you are definitely starting Jaquiz Rogers over Gurley. Yeah, it's it's been bad. Uh, he also asks a question. He says, "My local grocery store has already dedicated multiple shelves in the fridge for dis- for displaying eggnog. Is this madness?" Oh yeah, no. You need to protest. You did. Yeah, right, right. You need to actually protest. Like, what would what would the what would your sign say, Denny? Uh, say uh, uh, no to big eggnog. No to uh, right. big. I mean, look, a big Christmas is is the biggest big thing. Right, it's coming, too. And, it, and I'm 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 into it. Though. I can hear its footsteps. Yeah, and I have to deal with having a co-host who's a total shill <laughs> who's bought and paid for by Big Christmas. So I have nowhere to go. December is going to be rough for, for Denny, guys. It's going to be rough. Next one, at Chris Throw Rocks. He says, if you could vote three people out of the NFL broadcasting booth, would Phil Sims get all three votes? Well, he'd definitely get one. He's really bad. Well, objectively, objectively not good. I don't like Collinsworth. I like Collinsworth. I didn't like him before, but I like him now. I just don't like his voice like this all right. the time. Right. It's a little it's a little whiny. And let me tell you something about Carson Palmer, you know. I do you like are you a Gruden guy? I, I think he's funny. Uh, he's like unintentionally funny. But he's so he's just so optimistic. He's so ridiculous about his compliments, right? Right. To he's like he's like, you know, talking about Trevor Simeon like he's John Elway. Right. I think it's I think that's all part of it though like I I don't mind Gruden. I don't mind him as in in his position. I miss I thought him and Tariko were a really good combo. Mm-hmm. I always liked Tariko. 
Yeah, Tariko's the goat. Uh, next one at lesser known Jim. He says, JJ, have you watched the new Justin Timberlake Netflix concert yet? If not, when will you be live tweeting your viewing? Oh, you mean this generation's Michael Jackson? I'll have to check it out on Netflix. Mm. I'm next not. Next one. At, <laughs> I'm just moving on because it's true. Yeah, sure. Next one at Vetter three two zero. What is the Andrew Luck of Halloween candy? Sounds like a good idea until you try it and then leaves you super bummed. You mean almond joys? Yeah, that's the Andrew Luck of Halloween candy. Um, oof. yeah. How about like a how about like a Crunch Bar? I was gonna say Smarties. Smarties, yeah, anything sweet, honestly. Like I, I'm more of a like from a Halloween candy standpoint. Like it's got to be chocolate. I right? I I always thought I always think that Smarties are gonna be fantastic, and then I eat them, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is this is total trash. Ever. Right, right. Now I know what chalk tastes like. Yeah, yeah. I, I I haven't liked this since I was eight years old. Yet I still try them. Uh, next one at spoke spokes and beer. Oh, because it's a bike. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, Jordy Nelson, or Allen Robinson rest of season. Sheesh. I'd, I'd probably lean Kelvin. Um, I can't say Jordy. He does not look like Jordy. Yeah, I mean, one week he does, and then the other week he doesn't. I guess, I guess Kelvin. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's either Kelvin or A Rob for me. Uh, although the 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 Packers uh, schedule is really really opening up here, so keep that in mind. Next one at Coffee Takes. He says, "Is trade response time tilting a thing?" Yeah, sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, that, that nothing pisses me off more than when people. The worst too is when people say, "I'm not doing this trade," like via text or something, and they don't reject it on the in the app or like on the in your league. Yeah, right. You're just so you're like, there's a chance, maybe. Right. Uh, this last one we're gonna get to is at Tough Guy Mike. He says Chipotle or Cadoba, Denny. Well, there there are no Cadobas in our area. Oh, so. I like Chipotle more anyway, so you're 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 better off. You, you know what I noticed? Remember when they were shutting down Chipotle because of the Salmonella outbreaks? Yeah, yeah. And it freaked me out, right? So I didn't go into a Chipotle for like three or four months. Uh, I finally caved about, about uh, a month ago. Went in, and you know what? The first thing I I I saw was in 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 the way that they had uh, rearranged the store. What's that? They got rid of the limes and lemons that st- that stood alone uh, by the huh. by the drinks, and I think that that was that their salmonella issue might have been tracked to that. Interesting. Like 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 people getting you know people contracting it from you know from the uh, limes and lemons that are just sitting there, and everybody's touch touching them, and it's, it's disgusting. Interesting observation, Denny. And I, this could be totally scientifically bunk. I don't know, but I'm just interesting. I'm just saying because I wanted a damn lemon, they didn't have any. Um. So in a second, you had more observations, Denny. This weekend, this past weekend, okay. we uh, Denny guys, Denny recorded uh, himself tilting, watching football all weekend. We're going to play that at the end of the podcast. Before we do that, Denny, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you? Yeah, it's at uh, CDCarter13 on the Twitter. And uh, check out our DFS newsletter at DraftDayConsultants.com. And I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. All my work over at NumberFire.com. All right, Denny, what we're going to do, we're going to play, you know, Scott Hansen has the touchdown montage that he plays on the Red Zone channel that he does everything because obviously he's he's the producer. He does he's he's the all-encompassing person that runs the entire Red Zone channel. Um, yeah. but he has he has the, he has the touchdown montage. 
This, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the is the tilt montage. Enjoy it. So, uh, the week started off with a lot of tilt as I sat Randall Cobb in a couple leagues and played against him in a couple leagues and uh, was thereby destroyed uh, emotionally, psychologically. Um, I found myself naked in the backyard on uh, Friday morning. Uh, but I am still married at the moment. So the games are about to start, 1 o'clock games on Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm tilting pretty, pretty, pretty heavily on the Jamal Charles-Spencer Ware situation. I have a lot of Spencer Ware in DFS and in seasonal leagues. Uh, so, you know, just looking forward to... Jamal getting uh, four touches uh, and turning one of those into an 85-yard touchdown. Um, I'll vomit all over myself, but we'll see. I will check in on the tiltometer later. It's uh, 12.59 p.m. Eastern Time, the only legitimate time zone. And uh, I have dumped Mike Gillisley from all of my lineups, except for a couple GPP lineups in DFS. So on the news that LeSean McCoy uh, is going to play today. Um, so uh, now that I'm drenched in sweat, literally sweat is pouring down my armpits, uh, almost to the point of getting to my underwear, which is an incredible amount of sweat. Uh, but, uh, but that's done. So I am gillisly free mostly today. Alex Smith uh, just missed Jeremy Macklin down the seam for a, what would have been a 30-yard touchdown. Uh, I left my body momentarily. <clears throat> and uh, next thing I knew, um, I was on the floor playing with my daughter's baby toys. Uh, so that was weird. I'll let you know if there are any more blackouts. It's uh, five minutes into the Washington-Detroit game, and Kirk Cousins does not have 20 fantasy points. I don't know what the hell is going on. What the hell? It's uh, 1.14 p.m. Eastern Time, and I am literally just going uh, on my laptop from tab to tab to tab to tab and saying, bad, this is bad, this is bad. Oh, this is fine. Oh, no, wait, now it's bad. This is bad. So everything is terrible. Everything is on fire including my house. Damn it. 1.22 p.m. My neighbor Judy just came to the uh, front door and talked to me for a few minutes about a kid's Halloween party that they're having in the neighborhood. Judy, I do not have time to talk about a damn Halloween kid's party when Brandon Marshall doesn't have a catch. Brandon Marshall doesn't have a catch. I'm not even sure if he's playing. I don't even know if he's in the NFL anymore. But Judy's in my grill talking about kids' Halloween. Hey, look at that. Ravens just scored a uh, special teams touchdown. So at least defensive streamers on living the stream are not a, a total uh, nuclear uh, waste dump for week seven. So good for us.
<laughs> I'm old enough to remember when uh, DeMarco Murray caught passes. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine, though. It looks like there will be no points scored by either Washington or Detroit today. It looks like that's going to be a 0-0 tie. Um, first one in NFL history, probably. Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, but it's happening. So, hey, what, what can you do? You can't do anything. Uh, Spencer Ware just caught a touchdown, long touchdown. So the tilt is temporarily lifted. I I want to thank, for a moment, I just want to thank the simulation uh, for giving me this opportunity to not tilt for, like, I don't know, three, possibly four minutes. Thank you, simulation. Uh, Gino Smith just threw a uh, 69, nice, 69-yard touchdown uh, that wasn't to Brandon Marshall, so I literally couldn't give a shit about it. Um, Everything is meaningless, and we are all just carbon in a simulation. I hate everything. I was uh, I was nuked by Adam Venateri a few weeks back when he went for like 23 fantasy points. I'm currently uh, being tortured by Justin Tucker, who obviously I'm playing everywhere as he uh, kicks a 50-yarder and a 40-yarder and has more fantasy points than my entire team in one league. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's going well. Uh, things are going well. And we'll see... Uh, We'll see if things turn around or if I just actually disintegrate from this tilt. My my daughter, uh, four-month-old daughter, just saw that Kirk Cousins has done nothing in the first half. She's very upset. Do you want to say anything, baby? No? Nothing? Um, she's been screaming, crying for 10 minutes, so I thought she would continue, but apparently not. That tilts me even more. I'm on my way to Tilt City. I'm never going to return. I'm playing against AJ Green. And he just caught a Hail Mary and that sucks. Eleanor is very upset. Damn it, AJ Green. Put me on Tilt. Put my daughter on Tilt. How dare you? How dare you? Well, the Justin Tucker tilt is uh, continuing unabated. Um, another field goal puts him at 14 fantasy points, which is more than, hey, look at everybody on my roster. So, wow. I'm going to lose. Uh, t- kicker tilt is medically, medically speaking, the worst kind of tilt. Uh, and that's what I'm experiencing right now. Uh, I'm just seconds away from having total liver failure due to kicker tilt. God help me. It's 2.50 p.m. Eastern Time, and I am on emergency Kirk Cousins tilt. It's 3-3 three to three in this game. Stafford throws almost for a touchdown to Marvin Jones, who I believe retired before the game, and then came out of retirement after halftime. So that's good for him. But yeah, Kirk Cousins has nothing, no touchdowns, 185 yards. I bid heavily on him. I blew a lot of fab on Kirk Cousins, which 
you know, religiously. I'm not sure if he's allowed to do that, but I will say that I am disappointed with the fab I have blown on Kirk Cousins. So we'll see if he can alleviate my tilt maybe with a little fourth quarter touchdown perhaps. I, I haven't had a quarterback who's thrown a touchdown in six weeks. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's incredible. The last time I had a quarterback in fantasy threw a touchdown, it was December 2014. So I'm hoping to break that streak today. God, I'm tilting. I've uh, gone to a dark place with this Kirk Cousins tilt. It's 3.15 p.m. Eastern Time. He has 6.7 fantasy points, which is pretty unbelievable. Apparently, the Lions have uh, turned into the 85 Bears, which I think most of us saw that coming. But some of us thought that the Detroit defense was actually bad. So I guess that was my mistake. But uh, I'm on my way to Arby's. I'm going to eat some some warmed-up animal flesh. I'm going to drink some malt liquor. And maybe do some illicit drugs in the bathroom of the Arby's. We'll see how I feel when I get there. I keep doing this thing where I'm refreshing my scores and nothing is happening. I don't understand. I unplugged my internet and plugged it back in. I called Verizon. I said, hey guys, uh, my, my scores, my fantasy scores are not updating. Is that something you could help me with? And they said they did a signal check, an internet signal check in my house, and they said everything was fine. So I don't know what's happening. I just keep hitting refresh and nothing's happening. It's like this crazy trick. Oh, I wish the simulation would let me out. Vernon Davis caught it, but he's out at the one. It's 3.22 p.m., and I'm dead. I may never recover from that one. I'm pantsless. They're handing it off at the one. Matt Jones gets stuffed. Thank all the gods, old and new. I'm sure they'll try that two more times with one of the NFL's great running backs, Matt Jones. Fucking hell. Here we go. Play action throws it to Jones. And so somebody, I can't see his last name. Cousins threw a touchdown. Cousins threw a touchdown. I finally got a touchdown. I finally got a touchdown. Oh, man, now I'm only going to lose by 30 instead of 34. Man, that feels good. That feels good, I have to say. I have to say thank you, Simulation, for letting me experience some joy on this day. Uh, and I'm barely, I'm barely drunk. So it can only get better from here. All right, let's see. Washington has a ball at the 19. Cousins fakes. Cousins going. Oh, please. Please score. Please score. He scored. He scored. He scored. Cousins scored. Cousins scored. I'm naked in the backyard. Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, the tilt. It's over. No, it's not. No, I'm going to tilt into oblivion. Oh, my God. I'm exhausted. 
I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat dad. Dad runner. Oh my god. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the 